You are listening to the FCF Leadership Podcast. This podcast has been created to help you connect and achieve your destiny as a leader. For more information, visit our website at fcf.org. Excited today to be interviewing Pastor Happy Caldwell, Reverend Jen Tringale, and Reverend Jeremy Pearsons. And we're in the middle of the most powerful leadership summit we've had so far, and I just expect each one to increase. But I want to take an opportunity to talk about the things that the Lord is doing in and through the FCF family and get some perspective from all three of our guest ministers that are with us today. Um, one of the things that we've been talking about this week was the understanding of the seasons that this organization is in with so many of our ministers looking at transitioning from one phase of ministry to another and um, what that looks like from each perspective. And since I had generations here, I wanted to take advantage and hear from each perspective based on your experience, um, uh, what you hear from other ministers, what you see God saying to you personally about this season especially about how do the generations work together in this season. And so I'm going to start with you, Pastor Happy, if you would just take a few minutes and share with us on those lines. Uh, Thank you, Cookie. You know, uh, in the uh, uh, Family Church Conference that we're in right now, Mm -hmm. the Leadership Summit, um, I think Jen said it this morning. She said, you know, there shouldn't be an old congregation and a young congregation we should be able to blend these congregations together, old and young. That's only going to happen if each generation honors, respects, understands, and values the connection that we have. Hebrews thirteen seven said, those that speak the word of God to you, whose faith follow. Mm-hmm. So we need to follow the faith of those that have spoken into our lives. Now, I represent a generation. Jen represents a generation. Jeremy represents a generation. And all together, we are going to be bridges from one generation to the next. And it's very important uh, that we understand that. Mm-hmm. That's good. I'm going to pass this to Jen. I want to hear your perspective on this. Well, I think this is uh, something that everybody's facing maybe from, you know, coming at it from different angles, but, you know, even just being on the road and, and friends that are pastoring and ministering different ways, I think everybody is looking at this situation of, uh, how do I reach every generation? How do I not limit myself to just my own generation or even my own generational perspective mm-hmm. and realizing that that's a game changer, that that actually matters, you know? Um, and so what I am finding hopeful is that this is on people's minds, especially leaders, mm-hmm. and that we are looking to ways of how can we be better at this? because it does matter. You know, I don't know that maybe when I was, I grew up a typical church kid, you know, and I don't know when I was real younger that leaders were really thinking about these things. You know, it just, it wasn't as prevalent, I don't think, in our society, but but it is now. And, and even through this conference, we've talked about how much it is on the mind of God because the generations working together is heaven's pattern. Yeah. It is something that always precedes what God is wanting 
to initiate in the earth. And I believe, as we talked about, you know, this morning, that we are living under a generational mandate and that the current campaign of the Spirit of God in the earth requires generational synergy, that it is Joel's prophecy. You know, it is every generation being divinely inspired to give their part, to listen for another's part and to work together. So the way you said, you know, what does it look like? I know for me, it looks very relational. It looks like being relational on purpose. You know, um, it requires me to take action. I have to, I have to reach out for bridge building opportunities. I have to avail myself to them, both generations older than me and generations younger than me. And when I do that with a pure heart, when I, when I do it, as Pastor Happy said, with the intent of respect and honor and not just pacifying another generation, but actually coming to you saying, I value what, what perspective you have mm-hmm. and I value what you carry and I want to connect with you for kingdom purpose. Mm-hmm. I think that's a big initiative and starter right there. So I'm excited that this is a topic that we're talking about in the body of Christ. Amen. Brother Jeremy? Well, I mean, yeah, I absolutely agree with what Pastor Happy has said and Jen as well. You know, I look at the word on it and I think one thing that's obvious is that it's going to take a lot of grace. And I've certainly got friends that are in transition right now with their dads. Their dads stepping into something else and their their sons are stepping into their positions. And the thing that I've noticed about it, one guy in mine, that um, he came to me when it was not going as smoothly as maybe they wanted it. And I said, man, you got to remember something as even at the age that your dad is at, um, even with the experience that he has, he's never done this before. Right. He's never been there before. And so I just encouraged him, give him grace. Just give him tons of grace to let him figure it out. And you've never been here before either. So it's going to really require us giving each other a lot of grace. And I'm thinking about this and what it says in 1 Peter chapter 5. Verse 5, it says, Likewise, you younger people, submit yourselves to your elders. This is only done and done successfully with honor. It has to be with honor. Amen. And I look around right now and some of the young guys that the Lord's really using on major platforms around the world, I, a, a lot of them I don't know personally, but have heard them enough to hear a common thread of honor that they give to their pastors and their fathers and the ones that have done so much to make a way for them. And even though I don't know, not overly familiar per se with their messages, when I hear that, that to me is a front row view of why God is able to use these guys. But you know what? That's not where it ends. It says, of course, younger people submit yourselves to your elders. Yes, all of you be submissive to one another and be clothed with humility. There's a real key to transitioning and doing it the right way. It's going to require humility on either end, both ends, honor and humility. And this is the result of it. Why should you be clothed with humility? God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. So all the grace that we're going to need to, for one generation to 
to step into its next phase and its next plan uh, and for the, the one coming after it to step into what uh, has been made available to them. It's going to take grace, 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 yes. and receiving it by faith. Yeah. And all this has got to be just saturated with the honor of God and, and giving each other room, giving each other slack, and, and watching the Lord go to work. Amen. That's good. You want to add anything to that, Pastor Happy? <clears throat> We've been through this transition. Um, my successor, one of my spiritual sons, came into our church at 18. Um, I married he and his wife. They attended our school, part of our missionary team. They went out. He's been in Europe for 25 years planting churches. He's never stepped into a position like this before. Neither one of us have ever been in the position we're in right now. After we founded and built a church and pastored for 35 years, then we turn it over to someone else. I want him to succeed, and he is succeeding. We're experiencing increase. He's having to walk in ground, even though he's a seasoned minister, that he's never walked in before. Mm-hmm. I'm starting in a second assignment that God has given me mm-hmm. that I've never walked right. in before. But I want to see the church grow. I want to see it succeed. So every success that he has, I'm thrilled mm-hmm. like a parent. And a lot of these ministers are afraid to let go. Mm-hmm. They're afraid that they're going to lose something. Well, it's not my church. It's Jesus' church. So you can't lose something you never had. I give because God said it's time. So he's leading and orchestrating this. But I'm thrilled over everything that happens. And I'm there to mentor. I'm there to help, to advise. Uh, He honors me. And I I still preach in the church uh, several times a year. So it's to me, it's been a great transition, and uh, I, I want him to succeed in everything that goes on, uh, and I give him my advice. But he, he does a lot better job of some things than I did. He's very focused. He has a three-year plan, a five-year plan, a 10-year plan. You know, we just kind of get up every day and say, okay, we're going to go for it. <laughs> but he's much more organized and much more um, uh aggressive in those things so it's working it's really uh, a blessing amen jen anything you want to add well the only thing i would say is it that scenario right there is really inspiring to me um because it it gives me an excitement about the progression of ministry Mm -hmm. and the seasons that lie ahead Mm -hmm. you know that assignments can come and go and change, but the Lord is ever taking us from faith to faith and glory to glory. And to see, you know, our our leaders, our mothers and fathers in the faith still taking mountains, so to yes. speak, you know, and still going from glory to glory and stepping into more of the fullness of the office and the call they stand in. From my position, I'm standing back here going, wow, you know, this thing just keeps getting better and better. And uh, that that lights a certain kind of a fire in me. It just, I, I appreciate getting to hear that. Amen. Jeremy, anything to add to that? The thing I just want to add, even though this isn't about me, is that just what you said and what you said, the generation that we came from, we didn't think in those terms. We didn't plan. We didn't look in those ways. But yet we've been, we've all learned 
and been inspired by the generations coming up behind us to make adjustments so that when we step into the new seasons that we have, that we have tools we didn't have before because it wasn't exampled before us. But these guys coming up behind us, they're setting these examples that we get to turn around and implement in our own lives. That's generational synergy. We're all working together, learning from one another's giftings, graces, and anointings, and operating in it in each new season that we're walking into. I love that. Uh, Cookie, let me add something. Uh, Sometimes we hear people talk about legacy. What's my legacy going to be? I've had pastors say, well, my legacy, my this. What is legacy? It's not your name on the side of a building. It's not your picture hanging in the foyer. The legacy is your assignment, whether you fulfilled it or not. Yes. Uh, Paul said, I finished my course. You can't go until you finish your course. Your legacy, had one of our missionaries tell me one time, he said, Pastor, I'm your legacy what you've put in me. And I have confidence. It's interesting that all of the new board members that we are putting on our board at the church are all of my sons in the faith, all Mm. missionaries and ministers that are coming. So I have a whole board full of sons and daughters that are going to take the ministry. Okay. If you look in the Bible about generations, the Bible says David ministered to his generation, mm-hmm. and then went to sleep with his fathers. Yeah. You're not going to live forever. You can live as long as you're satisfied, but you're going to turn it over to somebody yeah. sometime. Yeah. <laughs> and your generation, Oral Roberts was told to take healing to his generation. Yeah. His generation's gone. Yeah. He was free to go. Mm-hmm. So he fulfilled his assignment. So I think a lot of times the men and women need to realize that it's time to turn it over to the next generation and let them run with it. And they're not going to run with it the same way you did because it's a different generation. They're raised differently. Awesome. Okay, we're going to take it to personal now. Are you guys ready? should make the shift. This is good stuff, right? (laughs) Because everybody wants to know. Okay, Pastor Happy, what book are you reading right now? Unfortunately, I don't read one book at a time. I know. Me either. I read, I've got three books I'm reading right now, you know, of course, besides the Bible. Mm-hmm. I don't know whether this is going to minister to anybody or not. God's Chaos Candidate, Dr. Lance Wallnow. Mm-hmm. He wrote a book. He predicted Donald Trump would be president. Right. And he calls him God's Chaos Candidate. Mm-hmm. Number two, Social Media for the Executive. Brian Boyd Sr. As we go into the 21st century, from my generation, we're having to learn. You know, I grew up with no television. There was no television. Television hadn't been invented yet. I'm not that old, but yet it didn't come till the 50s. Mm. Now I'm into the social generation. So I've had to make some adjustments throughout my entire life. And social media is, you know, that's what the whole world is dealing with. So I, I want to know uh, social media for the executive. But the, the third book is The Local Church by Philip Steele. He just wrote this book. Mm-hmm. So I, I read three books at a time in the way I read them. And I'm saying this for your listeners. Yes. I'll go through the book. I scan. I'm speed reading through the book. I have my yellow marker and I mark through everything that pops out. The Holy Spirit quickens to me. Mm -hmm. I read that. 
And as soon as I'm through with that book, then I can go back and just read the highlighted parts, Mm. which is the meat of it. And you can read two or three books. I've got a stack of books on my desk. And I used to be concerned about that, except one time, Brother Lester Summerall, we were together in, in South Bend. I was preaching at his church, and he said, come over to my house. I walked into his house. Every room, including the bathroom, had books. It had folders. These were books he was reading, books he was writing. There was a stack of them on the dining room table, stack on the kitchen table, one in the bathroom. And I thought, okay, <laughs> I'm not so strange after all. <laughs> so those, that's awesome. the books. Thank you. Miss Jen? Yes. Uh, well, I'm starting to feel a lot better about myself. I don't know about you, Jeremy, about stacks of books that I have laying all around. Um because I think I kind of do the same thing, but I love that. That was really good about going through and just highlighting what stands out. I'm going to implement that. But So I've got a few going at the, at the same time. I just started a book called um, The Cosmic Initiative, and it's about awakening the kingdom of God in the body of Christ. Um, I can't remember the author's name. I think Whitaker House put it out, but it's been really good. And then I'm reading another book right now. Um, that I'm really enjoying, and it's called Originals. And it's a great book where they went in and did research about the common denominators um, between um, masters that created masterpieces and what were the common denominators between them that they created something original, that it wasn't a copycat. That has been really interesting. And then I just started about uh, three weeks ago, so obviously it's slow going, but I always like to pick up following God's plan for your life. And uh, so I'm just, I think I'm in chapter three of that right now, but it's just as good. So that's what I've got going. How about you, Jeremy? Man, this is a great question for these guys and a terrible one for me. I'm uh, about a year ago, a little less. Uh, the Lord really dealt with me to get back into aviation. Mm-hmm. I had gotten my pilot's license years ago, but uh, it just never really stuck with me, or I didn't stick with it. And um, so, <laughs> my reading list right now is all about <laughs> airplanes. <laughs> so, wow. I'm studying right now for my uh, commercial aviation written exam oh, and wow. check ride and stuff like that. That's so, awesome. yeah, I could tell you some stuff I'm reading, but man, I don't know that I'd recommend it. <laughs> That's not exactly recommended. Yeah. Yeah, I tell you one thing though. The last thing that I really read that um, saw a lot of spiritual truths in, uh, I don't know much about the guy. His name is Malcolm Gladwell, and he wrote a book called Outliers, mm-hmm. and um, just a lot of really interesting things in that about people who um, operate at a very high level in any arena of life, music, academia, uh, technology, and it kind of goes back and looks at their lives. And a lot of the things that most everybody looking at them sort of takes for granted as uh, just an inborn gift, Mm -hmm. while they may have a gift, he went back and really looked at some of the outlying uh, factors in their lives yeah. and things that they took advantage of that maybe other people didn't have, but they had to take advantage of to put them in a position that they were in. And some very interesting things, everybody from the Beatles to Bill Gates. And and it really made me think um, particularly about you and I being born for such a time. Mm-hmm. 
because that's a lot of what the book has to do with, is this person being born at this time. Had they been born just outside that window, they would not be the person we know them to be right now. And uh, even though that wasn't necessarily his point about (laughs) the Lord and the time that you and I are born in, that's really what it woke me up to. And my kids, okay, what window of time were they born in that I need to be aware of so that we're taking advantage of the, the things that maybe are in front of them that aren't in front of other people. Mm-hmm. And uh, so anyway, that was probably That's one awesome. of the last one I read that really impacted me. While you have that. Yeah. Tell me what is on your, what music is on your playlist? What song is really in your heart right now? There is this girl named Sarah Hart Pearsons. <laughs> and I listen to her nearly exclusively. And I, I have to be honest, the music's wonderful, but I have this secret crush on her. And... <laughs> No, um, <clears throat> yeah, she she is the music in our life, and uh, and occasionally we we turn on something else. Um, I tell you what's been fun is to go back and pull up some of the songs from like when I was in youth group and oh, things yeah. like that. Because mm-hmm. I got kids now, mm-hmm. and on the drive to school, we're listening to some of these praise songs and stuff from that uh, you know from back in my childhood or my teenage yeah, years and stuff. And awesome. so that's a lot of fun. So nothing in particular. Um, a lot of Sarah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, Jen, what's on your playlist? What's your favorite song right now? This is really getting personal. I don't think I realized. Um, it, I, truthfully, I, I'm actually kind of a, um, I kind of revert back to my old school list. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, growing up a church kid, you know, I mean, we were sort of limited. I always like to jokingly say, when I was growing up in church as a girl, you were only allowed to want to grow up to be one of two people, Sandy Patty or Amy Grant, and nobody kind of wanted to be. We I all had you pegged for Amy Grant. Yeah, I was yeah. Amy all the way. Yeah, yeah. A serious, maybe kind of. crazy. Yeah. yeah. So I never got the leopard print jacket, but I worked on it. You know. <laughs> so I, uh, yeah, you know. I don't get as many road trips anymore, but when I do, I kind of revert back to that still. Um, I was actually just pulled out on my iTunes an old uh, Rust half. Oh, sweet. Yeah, the black and white cover one. Yes. I can't remember what it was called, yeah. but there were some really good songs yeah. on there. And uh, and actually pretty pretty scripturally sound, shockingly. Mm-hmm. So, so I kind of go to that and... Um, I'm really enjoying, I wish I could think of a couple right now, but uh, I was just talking with a couple. There's a lot of new sounds coming out as far as praise and worship and new artists that are just being divinely inspired, you know, with worship. And and uh, you, I, I'm finding you, you can really find them in places and pockets here and there. And it's like, wow, there's really something on that. Yeah. So I try and grab them up when I come across them. If I could think of their names right now, I'll tell you. But other than that, I stick with Amy and Russ. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you have some history about Russ, that you can share, Russ Taft. Oh yeah, yeah, really, yeah. 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 Of course, oh, Russ cool. is Russ is from Hot Springs, Arkansas, yep. oh, I didn't and he had a band called Sounds of Joy. That was his first band, and uh, when he first started, he was ministering uh, with Vicky Jameson, mm-hmm. and she was doing a conference there in Little Rock, and he was just starting in in ministry of music. And he announced to everybody that he was getting ready to make his first record album. So we sowed seed into Russ's first record album. Then he became, you know, 
well known with the Imperials and, and now on his own. But like uh, Jeremy, uh, my favorite music artist and music is Jeannie Caldwell. Mm-hmm. And I had our <laughs> IT it. department to download all of her albums onto my phone <laughs> so That's awesome. I can listen to her all the time. That really blesses my heart. Okay. Um, I'm going to ask what podcast or teaching ministry is fueling you right now? Pastor Happy, are you listening to somebody specific? Uh, well, this might surprise uh, some of our listeners, but um, I, I don't do the podcast. Uh, I do have teaching CDs mm-hmm. in my car. Um, and on my phone, I have some. I have uh, a whole library of all of my generational fathers and mentors. I have Brother Hagen, T.L., and Lester Sumrall, and uh, John Osteen, conferences that they did, mm-hmm. Oral Roberts. I've got all of those teachings from yesteryear, and I listen to those. Uh, of course, I listen to my friends, uh, Brother Copeland and Brother Moore, and uh, different ones. So I'm still listening to the same messages over and yep. over and over. And now this next generation, like Jen and Jeremy, I'm listening to what they have to say, and mm-hmm. they're doing great. We've got a great future ahead for the church. Amen. Jen? Okay. Um, I'm kind of newer to come into the podcast world, I think probably just because I reverted to you know, messages from CDs that I had on my iTunes and stuff. Um, And so, and I really pretty much have stayed going back to stuff I cut my teeth on, you know, because it just helps me. I have a a message, I don't know from what convention it was, of um, Gloria Copeland that it's like 45 minutes on faith and patience. And every time I listen to it, I could almost quote it verbatim. You know, I, only, I almost have the accent down. And, uh, but when I listen to it, when I'm done there, it's like, I feel like I could run through a wall, you know? So I just keep that handy, but, um, but I, I like really strong ones like that. So I, of course I listened to uh, brother Hagen, you know, Kenneth and Gloria. I love to listen to Bill Winston. Um, and then I love to, when I can, get my hands on some strong um, teaching from some women in the faith. You know, so I've got some CDs that were kind of handed down to me from Vicki Jameson and, of course, Lynn Hammond. Patsy Caminetti was sort of a hero of mine when I went through Bible school. And so that's pretty much the vein I run in just to keep myself pretty, pretty filled up. That's good. Jeremy. Yeah, same here. Um, the Lord really dealt with us, my wife and I, probably less than two years ago now, just to make sure we were staying planted in uh, 
in the tree that gave us life, you know what I mean? Um, so we've gone back, and, and not that we ever really tried to get away from anything, but I think it was just in an effort to be more purposeful about the Word going in our house a lot. And so right now, uh, you can find us watching Brother Hagen on YouTube. Um, that's a lot of fun. I love pulling up the, the old meetings. Um, Brother Keith is going, Keith Moore's going in our house quite a bit. Uh, and then Mimi and Papa, you know, <laughs> Brother Copeland. Um, that's just, I have such a new, a newfound respect mm-hmm. and awe and appreciation for all these men and women of God and the fact that um, guys like my, my grandfather, uh, over 80 now, and um, I mean, gosh, I was taken off today to come here. I took off right after him, and he was on his way to Nigeria and uh, so, I, I mean, his schedule just is astounding to me, and it's it's awesome. It's a miracle. Amen. So just to stay connected to that to that word, it's what gave me life, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I know there's a lot of wonderful things that anybody could be listening to, but I think you got to stick with gives you with what gives you life, with what gave you life, yeah. and uh, not be quick to abandon it. Amen. Okay, last question. Running out of time. What do you do to relax? Well, that won't take long. <laughs> I, I really enjoy working outside in the garden. I have a huge garden. Um, I bought me a tractor last year, so I plant tomatoes, cantaloupes, watermelons, have peach trees, pear trees, cucumbers, um, onions, potatoes. That's all growing right now. Nice. And that's what I love to do. I go out and I work. We live out in the country and I really enjoy that. That's what I do to relax. That's awesome. Jen, do you relax? (laughs) Um, I think so. I have things that I say I like to do to relax that I can't remember the last time I did them that aren't as attainable. Like in my head, I'm a master gardener and have an amazing flower garden in my house but if you came to my house you'd find this is not true so I have I have faith plans for what I do to relax um but the I think these days the realistic version honestly looks more like you know getting to relax over dinner with some good friends you know and catch up and and grab coffee and you know pick up a girlfriend and do a little bit of shopping and just take a breath. You know, I think when you are so busy, um, relaxing and relationships really go hand in hand, you know, especially those ones that you've been running with for a while and you know, you're just connected to run with forever. And, uh, and so we kind of seem to find similar interests to do that with. So, you know, that's a big deal. And, uh, I would say that's probably what my relaxing days look like the most right now when I can grab them. And then I'll slowly inch toward that flower garden that I'm working on somewhere in there. How about you? Well, it's not gardening. I can tell you that. Um, Sarah and I have always loved, since we got married 10 years ago, have always loved the opportunities we have. And sometimes it's once, maybe twice a year just to get away together. And um, we have seen the Lord show up in amazing ways in our vacations. And we, we got this revelation all those years ago that he was just as involved in our rest as he was in our going and doing in our ministry. And we found that he'll pay for it. 
if we'll just get quiet and find out where he wants us to go, when he wants us to go, that he'll get involved with it. And he provides big time for our rest. And so that's always been an adventure to us. Um, and so anytime she and I get to go away together, we, we love it. We value it. And the Lord always talks to us so sweetly in those times. And it's such an investment in our marriage uh, that we come back and we're ready to get going again. So on a regular basis, anytime she and I, like 7.36 p.m., anytime after that, that's about when the kids go down. Then <laughs> and, and, and the, They go down at 7.30 and it takes you about six minutes to just, okay, I'm ready for my rest time now. And so she and I, we kind of try to take advantage of the, our evenings together just to get quiet and talk and enjoy each other. Awesome. I can't thank you guys enough for taking the time to talk to us tonight. You have been listening to the FCF Leadership Podcast, where our focus is to help you achieve your destiny as a leader. Thank you for joining us today. For more information, visit our website at fcf.org.